hi there how are you doing I've just finished recording it's April the 3rd and I spoke to a photographer based in Los Angeles her name is Karen Rosalie she's Chinese American and obviously being on lockdown has changed a lot of things in her life because she's a freelance photographer she shoots almost every day she works with some of the most beautiful brands that you'll find on Instagram such as Summer Fridays She's really into Korean beauty and she loves masking. So obviously we talk a lot about how work has changed for her because she cannot shoot people. She can't do the beauty editorials, although I think she is still doing product shots where the, the client can send in products for her to shoot. So she has a lot of time on her hands. So we talk about how she's spending that time, how she's keeping active, how she's remaining patient throughout this time. And she shares some of her favorite beauty products. We also discuss how, if any positives can come out of this feeling of, well, it's not a feeling, we are actually on lockdown, but she mentioned that she's never felt more connected to her friends. And she actually has some really cute suggestions for just keeping in touch. And she does say that she hopes that after this is over, hopefully much sooner than later, that we keep those connections going because it's so easy. FaceTime has been a godsend for me. I don't know about you, but it's just so great to be able to see members of your family, especially the younger ones who grow up so quickly. I think you'll really enjoy this one. I love LA. I'm definitely obsessed with LA. So for me, it was a great conversation. Definitely planning to get back there soon. And I loved hearing about Karen's self-care because she has gorgeous skin. And yeah, let me know what you think at the end. My name's Sharice Kenyon and this is the Beauty Me podcast. I've been a hair and beauty journalist for about 15 years and I thought it was about time I created my own platform so I could talk all about beauty without the BS. While there's plenty of room for product recommendations, I'm also all about the daily routines, traditions and lifestyle path that make us all approach beauty differently. Pre-corona, we'll talk about posts and during in a sec, but pre-corona, what would be your normal way of waking up? Oh, every day different for me just because I I one day I would have a shoot or not but usually my morning routine is very consistent I'll wake up I'll check my phone for news or any um, impending emails that are urgent I have a lot of east coast clients so usually I like to check my phone just right before um, to make sure there's no fires going on Um, and then after that I'll brush my teeth shower drink my coffee that's super important like, I feel like my Zen time in the, in the morning, I need to have a cup of black coffee and just, like, sit, cruise my phone, just have, like, that quiet moment. Sometimes I have um, big shoots, and then I'm on my feet all day. I'm, like, uh, directing. So it's just, like, I'm, like, go, go, go. So, like, that morning time for me to just, like, sit and drink my coffee and, like, relax for a little bit before I head to the studio is, like, super important to me. Mm. And what kind yeah. of products do you like to do? Because obviously you're, you do a lot of product photography, a lot of beauty stuff. Have you found a lot of those products that you're, they're things that you use yourself now when, it, when it's time, like when you're like doing your cleansing, moisturizer, et cetera, or are you much more simple? Um, so I've tried all of my clients' <laughs> products. They usually give me a set um, to use and then also to shoot. And then also just like I can feel the texture when I'm swatching on my hand, so I get to know the product pretty well, um, especially since I'm also shooting their ingredients and all of that. Um, for me, I think the first year of my business, I was just trying everything <laughs> and I was putting everything on oh, my face. Yeah. And quite honestly, I just, um, I couldn't tell what was working and just like 
what wasn't work. Like, I just like, if I didn't break out and I didn't break out from those <laughs> things, like I was good. So I think my skin is really tough, but I think now, like after a year or two of doing that, I've just really simplified my routine and um, I tend to lean more towards like Korean products um, versus just like trying everything. So now I have a set routine. Okay. Can you tell me what you use? Because yeah. I've always noticed you have a really nice glow about you. You've got kind of like peachy, peachy cheeks a lot of the time. I don't know if that's makeup, obviously. Um, but um... <laughs> Probably an Instagram filter. <laughs> but um, right now I'm using a brand called EOP. I think I'm pronouncing it not correctly, but it's a Korean brand. <laughs> okay. I-O-P-E. And it's one of the oldest uh, Korean skincare brands. So it's, it's a force. I think it's four-step. It's a toner, softener, lotion, cr- uh, moisturizing cream, and then an eye cream. The texture of that is awesome. The toner has like this almost like BHA where it's like kind of an acid that kind of like tones and evens out. For me, like I think because my mom has really good genes, I don't, I've never had to like struggle with, you know, acne or anything like that. So for me, when I can tell a product is working is when I try it on my fiance because he has like problem skin. So like I've tried this routine on him and he actually is on the same routine as me. I've noticed that his skin has, moved a lot the texture is a lot better um yeah that's my favorite right now oh cool so can you just tell me what is your background Karen you mentioned your mom like Chinese Chinese, okay Mm -hmm. growing up did you ever was that when you first noticed like did your mom pass on kind of like any beauty rituals to you was she into beauty when you were growing up so um, both my parents are immigrants from China so they came over uh to America in their 20s and for them, it was more so about how am I going to put food on the table more so than indulging in like luxury products. So for me, my mom had always just emphasized uh, good sleep, drink water, and just eating healthy. Like she's all about that because she's like what she grew up with is just more so like emphasizing your natural beauty and taking really good care of yourself. So I actually like. I've never realized that you need that women needed like this 10 step routine or anything like that. Um, and, and it wasn't until I was in high school where I had an auntie who told me I needed to start wearing SPS. And, and then that was when the turning point of like, Oh, I need to start doing skincare and experimenting. And it wasn't more so like I needed to start doing cause I was still very young, but it was more so I had an interest in it, especially since with my friends, then we start to dabble in like drugstore, like makeup and skincare. And then I think from there, I just started to get more and more educated on like the beauty industry. So you were born in the States. Yes. It's often a conversation, you know, in the black community talking about diversity. But how was it for you growing up in the States, you know, the daughter of Chinese immigrants? Like, I can't imagine you saw many people who looked like you in the media back then potentially yeah I don't think there was any and especially since um growing up my parents were super Chinese so it wasn't like we sat down and watched ABC family you know (laughs) um they very much stuck to what they know and all the Chinese tv shows that they watched um so anything that so it was always like difficult for me growing up in this very Asian household because I wanted to be American and I wanted to be this American child. But um, but anything that I consumed, it was always like either what my parents were watching or books that I would read um, because I didn't have access to TV. 
So for me, like my role models of where I wanted, like what, what, what I was looking to was very rooted in fantasy because I would read a lot of books and all these characters of like strong female women, it was just rooted in this like book world or watching TV shows where my parents would watch like ancient China, like the empresses and the princesses. And I wanted to emulate their grace and power. So I think that helped me later on, like in my career, because I never wanted to be ordinary, like because I was reading all these fantastical stories and watching these fantastical TV shows. Um, it made me feel like I could be anything like this little Asian girl living in America. I feel like reading through those mediums, I feel like, I could be anything. It sounds like you were in your own sort of <laughs> fantasy world then, yeah. Really was, yeah. What was it like? Did you start getting into I know you said that obviously your mum was more into it, it's just about natural beauty, but when did you start kind of like experimenting for yourself? Was that when you were at school or was it much later? It was in high school. That was when I I experimented with makeup and then I didn't know how to I didn't know I had to take off my makeup. So <laughs> that was when I had acne and it was horrible. Um, and that's why now I just more so prefer like clean beauty because I had such a terrible bout of skincare problems. Um, but I would say it wasn't really until I became a beauty photographer where I became really like deep dive into this world of skincare and beauty junkie. Never knew that was even a term. <laughs> And now I'm like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been doing beauty photography then? I want to say four to five years. One of my first beauty clients was probably Summer Fridays with Marianne Hewitt. Um, yeah. That's and not that a bad first right client. When she first started. <laughs> that's a, not a bad yeah, first client. Yeah, it was client. amazing. I had been working with Marianne for a while. And mm. when she launched her skincare, she, we shot one of the first campaigns and that was, really amazing to just see how far it's grown as well when you're growing up in a family that's quite traditional they you know your parents often have a vision for you of what they see you going into but so what was when you were younger did you have a plan of what you might end up doing for a career um I think it was always impressed upon me that I needed to have a career in accounting or perhaps being a doctor or a lawyer those were really my only three career paths. <laughs> and unfortunately, I suck at math. I'm just not great at biology. Just all of the things in school I was just not great at. And what I really stuck to was really the art programs. And that really helped me excel in, in my identity as an artist growing up, too. And so when I went to college um, and I took, I was an art major. Um, and I really honestly did not know where my career was going to go, but I just knew I loved being creative. Mm -hmm. um, and then it wasn't until I, I took a photography course. And then I also simultaneously discovered photography through a blog um, and realized that you could be a photographer as a career. That's when it really just started to click for me. Do you think it did it kind of, had it become a love for you that turned into a career and you thought, yeah, I can make money from this? Or was it kind of like you saw it as a potential career first and dove into it that way? It was definitely the former where I just loved it. And then I realized, oh, I could make money from it. And so it just, it was just, it really worked. Did you have to explain to a family, like, this is the route I'm going down? Were there any sort of conversations to warn them? <laughs> 
I mean, my sense, luckily for me, my family's in San Francisco. So once I left the house and went to college at UCLA, I just kind of stayed in LA. That kind of helped me to kind of do whatever I want. I mean, it was tough going back home because every single time I would and I wasn't successful yet or I was still an art major in college, my parents, every single time they would just tell me like, maybe you should change your major or maybe you should consider getting a full-time job somewhere else. Um, and in the beginning, as a photographer, it's very hard for you. You know, your your work's not great, to be honest, right? You you need that build-up time. So while you're trying to find your style and learn the technical skills and get clients, it's really hard to – it's really hard. So I think I had to prove myself to my parents. And luckily, because we had that distance between us, I, I, I could have the time to prove myself before – they're like, oh, okay, she's she's doing it. She's she's she has her own company. She's finding herself. She's like doing well for herself. But it really it was a I want to say it was like a seven year journey before my mom was finally like, I'm proud of you. And mm. now she shows like my pictures and the billboard and like all of that to her friends. But <laughs> it took a long it took time. A while. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it back to like today, which is April third, and how many days are you into? Are you in quarantine or is it just like lockdown? It's lockdown, isn't it? That's the term that we're all lockdown. in. Lockdown. Yeah. yeah. How many it, days it is it? It essentially feels like quarantine. Yeah. Um, honestly, I have not been keeping track. I want to say it's two. it's been two weeks or maybe more. I think it was later for LA than, say, New York, wasn't it? Yeah. Or California, we were, sorry. Yeah. San Francisco were was shelter in place. I think that's the term. They, they were shelter in place like a week before we were. So. Oh, wow. We were kind of like slow. And in the beginning, like LA didn't have that many cases. And now LA County has the most cases in California. We have like about 3,000 last time I checked. So. Wow. I wonder if it's linked because yeah. um, I know a lot of studies are coming out that it's linked to lower income people. And obviously I know LA, LA has its own issues with homelessness. Um, so I'm wondering if that's okay. something to do with it. Because over here, they've actually... I'm not sure. They've managed to house homeless people here. And I'm like, okay, so you couldn't do that before. <laughs> it takes like a virus yeah. to give them somewhere to live. So, but... Um, yeah, it's really crazy. And I honestly feel like maybe it's because we were slow to implement like shelter in place that everybody probably had it at some point and then was just spreading it without knowing, mm. you know? So, yeah. Has it affected anybody close to you at all? Because I just heard from a friend luckily, today that she knows three people with it. Oh, my goodness. Um, no, luckily, I don't know anyone that has corona. But I do have friends that are, that are working in the hospital treating oh, wow. coronavirus patients. So that, to me, really hit home. You know, I read all these stories. And to me, it almost feels like it's not real. Like, I still feel like it's not real because I don't know anyone directly that has it. But then the other day, I just remember that one of my really good friends back home her um, fiance is a nurse at the veterans hospital, and I'm, I just texted her and I was like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" Like, like that really hit home for me, mm-hmm. just because I was just thinking about it from her perspective, and yeah, it's really, really, really insane. I know what you mean. It does. I think because we kind of were keeping to ourselves, maybe a week before it happened, anyway. Um, right. Because, you know, they talk about social distancing, but I'm not somebody that actually wants to be around lots of people anyway. So <laughs> right. I'm like, great, yeah. now I have an excuse to stay away from you. But 
Um, that is a regular day for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it kind of, it can keep you in a bubble because you're doing your own thing and okay, we've got these rules and you go to the store on your own and then you come home and maybe you do a, a project, some work and you can kind of stay in this bubble. But to think of the people that are seeing it every single day and risking their lives, you know, I heard that in the UK, f- over 400,000 people have volunteered to help or come out of retirement. Oh my goodness. That's a lot of people. Um, I just think they are amazing. We're doing this thing over here called Clap for Carers. And I, to me, it's such a little throwaway thing, clapping for somebody at eight o'clock at night. I don't know if you're doing something similar over there. but No, I've seen news articles of that and I just think that's so awesome. I wish we were doing it here. Well, we, it's funny because we, we don't do it purely because for me, I'm like, I just wish they would get paid more and I wish they were taken care right. of more. But um, right. we opened the windows last night and we could hear like this ripple of clapping going oh around the neighborhood. Wow. So it's cool that you get that sense of unity, I think, because right. you can feel like you're on your own. And I do think about people that actually already live alone. It's like, how can they even see friends and stuff? But what what do you think has been the biggest change for you as a person? Has it been work? Has it been definitely work? Because I'm I'm usually a very very busy person, and I and the way that my my calendar works is that I like to schedule shoots back to back in one week, and then take the week the next week off to just focus on retouching and all of those things. But now all of my shoots in March have been postponed to April, and now all of the shoots in April have been postponed to May. So I find myself with a lot of extra time on my hands, <laughs> and that I am not used to. So what have you been doing with this extra time? Have you managed to find any kind of flow since you've had this extra time, or are you still just like eating the snacks or having strange naps? Or well, I mean, I've well, I've moved in the past two yeah. days. So that's been the one thing that's like keeping me like steady. Um, in the first week, we were still wrapping up projects. So I was at least still able to have some type of consistency. But as a freelancer, and my heart goes out to all the freelancers in my industry right now, because we don't get paid um, to stay at home, right? <laughs> like we literally get paid when we go out on sheet. So there really is just like not nothing to do other than career development, like reaching out to clients for future shoots content building, improving your portfolio, things like that. So I've been pretty consistent with just upkeeping content for my company page. Um, and then, but the thing is, I've already updated my website like a month ago. So. Right. So you're not going to yeah. update it again just for the sake of it. I think for me, I think personally, I've found a lot of things that like I like to do now. Like I really enjoy cooking and I think I've become a better cook during this time. I think a lot of I people, like, <laughs> I think a lot of people yeah. are learning to cook. Have you taken anything positive from this, like as in having that extra time? Are you kind of taking care of yourself a little bit more? Are you reading more? Have there been any bonuses for having more time on your hands? Um, I think it's really forced me to really think about my friends and because we're all going through the shared experience together where we're all stuck at home and the world is not ending, but it's just in chaos and we're going through the shared experience. So it really makes me think about like just, for them, um, and me and my fiance started doing this game um, on our on our on our Insta, um, where we 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 host like a guessing game, and then our friends can participate, and then whoever wins will send them a, a surprise gift. 
Um, oh. And that to me has just been like so like, and and then I'm preparing like as I'm cleaning out my house right now. Like I have all these beauty products I'm not using. I'm just thinking about ways that I can bless like my family members with them, like the the young girls that, that like my nieces and nephews, not, uh, not nephews, well maybe nephews, but my nieces and cousins that don't have exposure to beauty products that have immigrant parents. How I can send products to them, and I just really feel like. Now in this time, like I'm defaulting back to like packages and mail, you know, because that's how we can connect to people that are that we cannot see. And, and I think like obviously it's awful happening right now, like what's happening right now. But it's really I, I I do enjoy the fact that like it's forcing us to kind of go back to some of the older ways of communication um, with friends. Like Zoom is so big right now, and like I've used it. Um, to hang out with friends on Friday nights and that's been really great and I just feel like why didn't we do this before (laughs) that's because I think it will stick you know hopefully this we're going to get through this and I think it will stick like we took part in a is like a not at the pub quiz because over here the pub quiz is a big thing so Mm -hmm. it was me and my husband on with like 30 people that we didn't know we knew just like one other person in the group and it was fun and it was silly and somebody won a prize at the end and stuff. But I think now more than ever, I haven't spoken on the phone so much in a long time. You know, not WhatsApp, not um, DMs, texts. There's been so much talking, so much more talking happening, which is kind of old school right. in a way. Yeah. How do you think, has it made you think at all about how you approach your business? Has anything got you thinking about things you would change or get rid of? Honestly, I have asked myself this question. Um, I feel like because we do a multitude of services, like we we produce model shoots, we do product shoots, um, that because I, I have asked myself, like, is this going to hurt my business, right? And that's one of the bigger concerns um, during this time. But I think because we have product services that – Luckily, I think um, that will benefit our clients. So for the for the clients now where they might not feel as comfortable being on set, we've always done remote shoots mm-hmm. um, without the client there. So I think now I'm thinking of just putting a TV into our studio so that the live broadcast, like what's going on, so the clients can check in through that way. Um, but it's still too early to see mm-hmm. like how that's going to affect my particular business and you know we don't know when like things will be normal again um so I guess I'm just being patient Mm. and are you someone that's quite good at being patient yes I think because I'm I'm again I'm like someone who likes to keep busy so if I know like okay I have to be patient with this I'm just going to find another project to keep myself busy until that can come into fruition. Yeah. And I would say I'm pretty good at being patient because my career took like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a few weeks? Hopefully not a few months, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Have you been taking more time with like self-care? You know, obviously self-care is a, is a hashtag that's just grown and bloomed over the past couple of years. Have you started like having more baths and you know, having a drink in the bath or is there anything that you've added to help you kind of wind down or do you not need to wind down anymore because the days aren't so busy? Yeah, I'm in a perpetual state of winding down. Um, <laughs> no, I, I actually do feel like 
like I think I like post that like I want my skin to come out looking like a baby after this and I think <laughs> like now is the time if anything to really do self-care because we have all that time we have all the products um one of my I, I love masking I just feel like it's super I'm very lazy so I feel like it's just <laughs> super easy to just put a sheet mask on your face and then you come out and just super hydrated mm-hmm. so one of my clients Skinesque, uh, it's a Korean brand based in LA she came out with this like box of uh, sheet mask mm-hmm. it's called um the three minute sheet mask it's like wake up and make up prep or something like that where um it's one sheet mask a day so wow. it's, and it's only three minutes so you I put mean, that on and that's your skincare done yes it, so that's supposed to be like your moisturizer and like your serum like it's just super hydrating um so i just like to do that in the morning with my coffee and that's been kind of like my new routine and what SPF do you use? Because like, living in LA, I'm sure you must need like a really good SPF out there because there's a lot of pollution as yeah. well as obviously the rays from the sun. Yeah, I use a broad spectrum 35, okay. which is not that high, right? Like- no, I'm, I use 50 and I live here. <laughs> we don't get the sun you get. Well, I think overpass is when you really have to yeah. be careful of the yeah. rays. So. The worst yeah. thing is... um somebody made me realize the other day because we have like floor to ceiling windows right and they were like you still have to wear spf on lockdown and i was like oh god my goodness i didn't think about that yeah <laughs> if you've got windows like this yeah. like yeah because obviously mm-hmm. it's just reflect because you're yeah. sitting sitting there a lot so yeah right. i've had to add that back in but i think my skin has gone it's super stressed since this happened i just can't it's like a hormonal stress thing but hopefully the more I stay in, the more relaxed I'll become. And it will, I don't know, I'll have baby soft skin. Like you already have baby soft skin though. I'm going to make sure everyone has your Instagram so they can see for themselves. But I was comparing sort of being in lockdown to perhaps being sent away on a desert island. If you only had three products with you right now to get you through this this time, what would you choose? I would choose, um, okay, this is, Okay, only three. Yeah, only three. If you want, you can have three skincare and like two beauty, two makeup. (laughs) No, I think I could do three. I'm like, I have my favorites. So, okay, let's see. For sure, I would use the Jet Lag Mask from Summer Fridays. It's like the best moisturizer. I could use it for my hands and my face. Um, So that would help me keep hydrated in the desert. Um, And then definitely the Caudalie Face Mist. The spray, yeah. That is like freaking refreshing and it's the spritz is so good. So for sure that one. And then I think that my last one would be the uh, Kate Somerville Exfoliate um, Cleanser. I love that cleanser. It's just like my favorite cleanser ever. And I feel like it really cleans, cleanses your face and like does the job. Does it have, I've tried Exfoliate, you know, the actual exfoliating. Does that yeah. have granules in it or is it like just exfoliating no. with acids? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, the Exfolicate Mask, the green one, yeah. that one is really intense. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, um, too intense for me. No, no, no. That <laughs> one is super intense. Um, but the cleanser is just like a super mild like cleanser that like just strips your face of like oils. But then, yeah. It doesn't strip your like skin it. so it's like dry or anything. No. Okay. No, yeah. And what's the kind of like one beauty product that you use every day? Are you a mascara girl or blush or do you like to go without? Um... A lip. Okay. And I, I, yeah, and I've learned this 
in, this is something I picked up when I went to China, like, last year. Um, I noticed that every single Chinese, not every, but, like, most Chinese girls had a red lip. And okay. I was really shocked by that. Um, so then uh, when I was there on vacation, I started putting on more, like, of a lip. And I just feel like it makes you look more awake yeah. and, like, more intentional. Um so that was like one thing that I like picked up. Yeah, because a red lipstick is like you made a decision to put this on. You didn't just decide to put a lip balm <laughs> on. It's like I'm wearing. Have you got a right. favorite lip color? A favorite brand? Or? Um, so I've been really obsessed with and not, uh, with Clay Cosmetics, CLE Cosmetics. Um, okay. It's like a tinted, it's a tinted lip that comes in a powder form. It's really, really weird. But it's super cute. It's like this white packaging and you pull it out. It's powder. You put it on your lip. And I love the application because it's like a soft, fuzzy applicator. Um, and it's like a cooling, tingling feeling on oh. your lip. And, and the color really lasts because it's stains your lip. I have tried a That's powder cute. from, it's either Revlon or Maybelline. And that, they're actually really cool because you get the color. Yeah. But like you say, it's so soft and it kind of feels like you're not wearing anything. Right. Yeah. It really, it, it feels like nothing. It feels like you're on lip, but the color is really pigmented. Mm. What about hair? Have you got any favorite hair products? Because I know you tend to, when I see your stories and stuff, when you're working, you tend to always have your hair back. Like a yeah. lot, actually. I'm just really trying to remember a picture of you with your hair like down. But do you ever like no, to... No, it's always up. Yeah. Do you ever um, do treatments yeah. or... Yes. I mean, I used to be platinum blonde. So I've kind of gone through the whole gamut of uh, hair care. Um, so I like Olaplex to repair my hair, but like one product, one hair product, I can't live without. And I just actually, it's really funny. It's like this pomade, um, for more, like more natural hair textures like yours. But yeah, like, I yeah. love to use it because Keeps it, it just licks it. <laughs> Which one is it? And I have like a really bad, like, hair in the back. So you too, like to use and, it? Like, I was just, yeah. And I was just running around with like <laughs> all my flyaways. It's like not cute back there. And then. Finally, um, this one uh, uh, hairstylist on set, she gave me, the, she was like, come here, girl. And she like gave me this like pomade and flicked my hair back. And I was like, oh my God, like it does not move. Um, I don't remember what it was called. It was, it was like the packaging was black and then the texture is like red and then it dries like hard. Oh, so it dries hard. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look it up because a lot of them, they're for like, you know, baby hairs and they kind of stick yeah. like they don't move but they they can be moved so if yours dries hard she must really know the good stuff so I need to I need to find out oh I know I like I need to stock up too um because I've tried another brand um where like you said it's like softer and it's movable and I actually don't like that as much I just mm. like hold and not move yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think these days as well it's like so many people thinking like wow how many how is my hair gonna look at the end of this but I guess with right. you, because your hair, so is your hair quite straight? Yeah. Like super straight? Um, I have yeah. natural, like straight black yeah, hair. Yeah. But, um, I feel like yeah, you're going to get away like with a, a lot more. <laughs> well, I do have like a color. So I'm just like, I need to get my like hair tones <laughs> and my roots done. <laughs> and my friend, my friend Ronald, he's like, are roots, honey? Are roots? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to have um, to wait. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I'm, I got Moroccan oils um, color depositing mask, oh, and I just discovered that. So basically, it's like a, a mask 
for your hair that deposits color in. So I got the rose gold color. So I'm like interested to try wow. that how it works. Oh, make sure you, if it, if it turns out well, make sure you share that on Instagram. I, I haven't heard of that at all. It sounds really cool. Yeah, it's new. I was on their Instagram and I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do this. So what's the, what's the one thing you're most excited to do when lockdown is over? Like, what is that thing you're dying to do once this, once you can be free? Um, probably hug my friends oh. and just be like, we did it. We're over. <laughs> I don't know if they want to be hugged by me. <laughs> like after this, I feel like we're all just going to still maintain the six feet. That's um, what I was thinking, so maybe, like do the elbow. Yeah, I might just like freak out. Um, maybe go to a restaurant, just be around other people, know that everything's back to normal. Mm, it's funny how we use that word normal as well. It's like, right? because everyone's like, no, it's never going to go back to normal and... Right now, I just want to be able to move freely. Like I've got right. holidays that we want to do later in the year, but if we couldn't get on a plane, at least if we could just be outside whenever we feel like it, I feel like that's that's the most important thing. Like I've never noticed so much before. Like when I go on walks now, I see a lot more. I notice a lot more about the buildings that I've been walking past for like a year. But yeah, it's really insane how much like you take for granted just like little things like being able to go outside, going to the grocery store, being able to travel. Like I really want to go to Italy. Oh, <laughs> after all this, yeah, and I don't know when that's going to be okay. I don't know when that's going to be okay. I really don't. Yeah. Is hand sanitizer everywhere going to be part of the new normal? Um, you know, cleaning your trolley at the supermarket. I kind of feel like that should be normal because they're kind of gross. Um. Yeah, and and that like hand sanitizer pump has always been there. I've always just ignored it, but now I'm, I definitely just make a beeline for it at grocery stores now. Yeah, <laughs> we need yeah. to sanitize. This is the question I always ask everybody. I don't know if it changes during this time, but I always like to know when do you feel you're most beautiful. Um. So I think throughout this whole conversation, I just love being natural. So for me, like when I feel the most beautiful and like myself is right after a shower, like after like washing my hair, like shaving my legs, like, yeah. And that feeling of just being clean, like that's when I feel the most myself and just the most luxurious, like me that I could be. I'm going to wrap that up now. Where would you say would be the best place for people to find you? Do you want to give them your Instagram or your website? Um, my website's down right now, so I think the best way to find me is just through Instagram. That's when I'm the most active um, on my Instagram stories. And my Instagram is Karen.Rosley. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please do like, subscribe, and review when you get the chance. It's so important for me to keep improving on this podcast, so I'd love a review. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast. And I'd love it if you could take a screenshot and tag me when you're listening so that I can see what you think. Thanks again for listening.